0: Hello and welcome to Blattress. This is Lane, aka Job of the Hut.
1: I <laughs> can't see you. I know. But I can see you. This is Meg. And today we're reviewing A Daring Pursuit by Kate Bateman. This was recently published in
0: 2022, and full disclosure, we did receive a complimentary copy of the book.
1: And this is the second book in the Ruthless Rivals series, which if you're wondering which like hat McCoy trope series this one is, it's the one with the rivals used to have to meet at a border and shake hands, and on that shared land, they found Welsh gold. Right. That's the one. Well, what's this book about? Two Enemies. Karis Davies is doing everything in her power to avoid marriage. Staying single is the only way to hide the secret that could ruin her and her family if it was revealed. For the past two seasons, she's scandalized the ton with her outrageous outfits and brazen ways in a futile bid to deter potential suitors. Outwardly confident and carefree, inside, she's disillusioned with both men and love. There's only one person who's never bought her act. The only man who makes her heart race. Tristan Montgomery, one of her family's greatest rivals. One scandalous
0: bargain. Wickedly proper architect Tristan needs a respectable woman to wed, but he's never stopped wanting bold, red-headed caris. When she mockingly challenges him to show her what she's missing by not getting married, Tristan shocks them both by accepting her indecent proposal. One week of clandestine meetings, after which they'll go their separate ways. But kissing each other is almost as much fun as arguing, and their affair burns hotter than either of them expects. When they find themselves embroiled in a treasonous plot, can they trust each other with their hearts, their secrets, And their lives.
1: Dun dun dun.
0: The answer is as
1: always, yes. Um this is also one of the least Gentleman Jacksons ever. Yeah. He's an architect who's literally just been like swanning around the continent after time as a soldier, but like he's it's been years since he was on a battlefield. And he is like full ripped and huge and muscly. And you're like, he is an architect. He's, he's not
0: a builder, okay. He's no. an architect. He re- he draws up the plans, guys.
1: It was so funny. She's like, he's just so glistening and muscly, and he beats this guy. And you're like, uh huh. I mean, what?
0: I don't care. I don't care, Lane. Famous care.
1: architect muscles. I yeah, architect muscles.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Gentleman Jackson's get fit workout would be an architect. <laughs> A former soldier and current architect.
1: Yeah, that's a workout plan and not a resume. Yeah, totally. Totally. Okay, so as usual, we generated a random number between 1 and 50 and then wrote our own summaries using that number as a word count. And this episode, that number is 45. Meg, you want to go first? Sure.
0: He's your oldest friend, first crush, family enemy, and brother-in-law. Lucky for you, he's the one who overheard your blackmailer extorting you. Also lucky, his conclusion is less let's solve your blackmail problem and more let's solve your bad sex problem with good sex together. Yes.
1: That's it. So, uh, we hit some more themes.
0: <laughs> What's yours?
1: I did really enjoy your um, bulleted list of like everything they are to each other. Yeah. It's such a crazy list. I was like... Especially because it's they? clear, like, everyone in this series is going to be extremely closely related to their relative spouses. Mm-hmm. They're not branching far at all. No. <laughs> no. <laughs>
0: like, okay, I don't want to be a jerk, but their relationship with each other is, like, the same as the relationship that the last couple had with each other. And
1: clearly the same as the next couple's going to have.
0: You so the next couple is... The one of them is cousin, so it's not it's not like brother. So okay, the first book, Griff is Karis's brother, and he married Tristan's sister. Right. And the next book is going to be Karis's brother with Tristan's cousin. Right.
1: Yes. Or is it? No, you. That was exactly right, but okay. it's still. Feuding families. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Pulled on pigtails as a kid, turning into a love story. 100%. So, my 45-word summary. The way to stay ahead of the tiny scandal you were actually involved in is to make your persona an even bigger scandal, and in the process, torment the boy next door who hates you has actually loved you all along until sex lessons ensue. Yeah. Yeah. That's
0: right. Well, yeah, tropes—they're part of a feuding family, but they grew up cl- playing together as kids. I don't know. This is such we, a trope. We like, talked about this all
1: through the first book.
0: I know, but I don't think real feuding families that have a real feud grow up playing together.
1: I. Or if they did, it's because they grew up playing together before the feud. And so
0: before the feud. Thank you. Yeah. But no, this is a generations-long feud. So whatever. I mean, I, maybe their parents wanted to end the feud and they sent their kids to play with each other. No, I, I don't Thanks get it. Stop. Thanks. But... Stop. <laughs> okay, I'm done. I'm done.
1: <laughs> there's no winning this conversation. There's, there there's is no is sense no. to be found.
0: There's no winning. Uh as uh, was implied in the book jacket, they make a sex bargain or sex lessons.
1: Um, I thought this was really fun.
0: Me too.
1: It could have been so much more rot, but basically he finds out her like damning secret and it's that she is not a virgin.
0: Dun, and, dun,
1: dun. But then learns that like the sex wasn't good and he's sort of because they make fun of each other and just keeps making fun of her for having bad sex. Yeah. And so she's, there's not like a deal to be struck. It's just fine. You think I had bad sex and you want to keep mocking me? You do it better. Yeah. It's like, I actually really liked it.
0: Cause he's like, well, how do you know you're not going to go not going to want to get married someday? And she's like, why would I want to get married? Sex sucks. She's like it's the worst. I would never want to put myself through
1: that shit again. And he's like, no, it's awesome. And she's like, Oh really? Prove it then. Well, and she's considering a marriage of convenience with the trope, aristocrat who's become her gay best friend yep where they'll enter into an agreement to be beards yeah so like it's not that she's considering no marriage it's that she's which she's considering sort of but she's really considering like sex is not a thing she's considering giving up she's like oh no that sucks that's not factoring in
0: she's basically like there's like why why would i want to consider that in my future because I tried it once and it was terrible. Yeah. You know, and of course he's, he's been in love with her all along. Their hatred is a front for desire.
1: Thank you, Meg. That tone of voice was really necessary to convey everything. I mean,
0: I think it was right.
1: Yeah.
0: I love this trope, how they can't be next to each other because They just hate each other because they actually love each other.
1: Yeah. This is like a little bit of a non sequitur, but it was one of the things that frustrated me about this book a little bit. Mm. You're told they're so clever and quippy and good at sparring. They don't quite feel like they were. They felt like they were together.
0: (laughs) You know, this is an interesting thing. I think you're right. They didn't necessarily seem like really good at it. But I feel like this happens in real life. <laughs> like people think they're really funny, but they're actually not.
1: That's true. But I just feel like everyone else was observing them. Like, oh, you yep. just go back and forth and you're banter and you're just so, so aware of each other and you're both so quick and you can't be with slow people. And it's like, what are they? What are they though?
0: Yeah. Um, oh that- my God, pants. Oh, Yes. That's right. She she goes out of her way to wear like these ridiculously revealing outfits. But it's really the time that she shows up in pants that he's like, oh, my God. (laughs) You know, like in the, the first scene of this book, she's wearing a dress that makes her look naked. Yeah. And he's very turned on by
1: it. Yes. But it's the pants that really tip him over the edge. That's also the night he knows he's finally going to get to have sex with her. So there's a lot going into it finally tipping him over the edge. But yes. Um, Also, trope. If birth control is talked about, it will be forgotten or fail. Yeah.
0: And then I have to admit, I love this trope. It's the it's always been you trope. Yeah. Even if you didn't realize it later, you, you do realize and you're like, it has always been this other person.
1: And it's our so I I've really liked the two Kate Bateman books we've read tonally. Yeah. But her writing doesn't necessarily work for me. Yeah. Like I found their feelings about each other sort of hard to follow. Sure. Like even in their own internal like thinkings about. I get that they're both in denial about wanting each other, but sometimes she's in denial and sometimes she knows she's always had feeling for him and resents him. Yeah. I, I just didn't feel like it was super consistent. Yeah.
0: For for her, I did feel like she always knew that that he, she really liked him. She was really into him, but she always was like, he's just not into me and he never will be.
1: I, know, I felt like that changed a little, like, I, I from scene to scene. It's possible, yeah. But, all right, any other tropes? I mean, house party in the country, um, a waltz in a garden fondle.
0: Yes, yes.
1: Um, Ooh, opera, maybe, the opera, just the opera in general, I feel like as a trope at this point. Opera makeout, yeah, um, uh, The bad guy can't just be a bad guy. He must be treasonous. Oh my God. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And also her dick acts like. I feel like this is very tropey, but very fun. Absolutely.
0: It's a very fun book. It's, it's just really fun. It took a little bit of time to get there for me. Same. I was very nervous hmm
1: Very nervous.
0: Yeah. I, ex- so I expected the blackmail to come out a little earlier than it did. I felt like it took a while for them to get to the sex bargain place. Once they got to sex bargain, I think I was all in with this book.
1: I agree. So she, this book opens at a ball where they're verbally sparring. Mm-hmm. Eh. Um, and she's going to meet an ex lover who you know she slept with, and you find out it's because he's blackmailing her. And one, obviously, he's not really like, he doesn't have grounds to extort her. Right. Because if he admits that she slept with him, he ruins himself and his wife, basically, because he gets shown to be a dishonorable cad and their names get raked through the mud. And she, like, her family's clearly not going to turn their back on her. Right. Or, like, banish her from society or whatever. Like, yeah, she might not get invited to the best parties, but, like, the odds that, like, this isn't a real blackmail attempt. Like, he stands to lose more than she does. Uh,
0: it was really hard for me to figure out the blackmail thing. So I'm like, look, this it's a thing, right? Like, it, it, are we supposed to be counting on the fact that she's so ignorant? Of about like sex and how sex works, that this is a legitimate thing that she could be blackmailed for.
1: It's more like her reputation, just one person claiming she was loose could ruin her reputation. And like, I buy that if the person threatening to make that revelation didn't have stand to lose more than her. Right. Like, his father in law pays all of his bills. If he admits he fucked around three days before his betrothal or whatever. Like, and deflowered and innocent and then didn't stand by her. Like, he could get cut off. Yeah. Yeah, there's that. And
0: then she's also like, well, I can't, I'm not going to be able to marry anyone who wants to have sex with me. Because they would know. They would find out. And I'm like, do women really believe that? Do people still believe that? You know? I mean. I don't know.
1: I. That's one of those Daphne Bridgerton didn't know how babies were made. So I just hand wave all that away in romance novels
0: yeah, I, I guess for me, the thing is, if that's the way it is, if and by that by that, I mean, if we're relying on this woman's ignorance about her own body and about sexual functions, which is certainly possible, I'm not denying that. I want that to be made more explicit because otherwise, I feel like, it's playing into the stereotype that some people still believe today that virginity is a thing and that people can tell. And so I I want it to be made very obvious that this is a myth and that Karis is, is ignorant rather than, you know, this is an actual thing that could happen basically.
1: Yeah. Or reverse like, this is just something I'm an honest person. I would feel the need to tell someone. yeah. And I don't want to, like, I don't know who, like if it's more about her that not wanting to be dishonest to a future partner. That's also perfectly fine. Just because of her emotional needs, not because like, she doesn't think about it from an emotional standpoint. She thinks mm-hmm. about it because then they will feel betrayed on the wedding. night. Right. So the other thing that scared me about this book. So the, he, um, Tristan finds her trying to pay off a blackmailer, mm-hmm. and in order to cover up the fact that she's being blackmailed, she basically says very little but implies she's having the, an affair with this guy who is married. Mm-hmm. And Tristan's response is really awful. Yeah, he's. Yes, I agree and, with you. And this is also the scene where her internalization about her own virginity sort of comes out. And I'm like, this scene was really bad. And it was, I don't, yeah. it, not just in terms of their the characters didn't behave great, but like, I actually don't think the characters came across the way the author meant them to. That's possible, and yeah. And I was just like, oh my God, I'm going to hate this book. This is going to be about him like peer pressuring her into having sex because he thinks she's soiled goods. And like, I'm not, not at all whole book took a hard left turn after that into wonderful fluffy great places but like the first 15% of this book I was like I'm going to hate this and then I really really liked it. Yep.
0: You know, I agree with you. I agree with you. The setup was a, it was a tough one. I I had so I had read some other reviews and I was like this isn't what I feel like I this isn't what I feel like I read about in the reviews. But then it did get there. I was like, oh, now I see what you're talking about. Yeah. <sighs> okay, so let me tell you this one thing that is my personal pet peeve. And it's that Karis is an animal philanthropist, right? She likes to rescue animals and make sure they're taken care of. And she rescues them from carnivals. And she buys birds and lets them free and stuff like that which is fine. Like I I understand that there are people like that in the world. It bothers me a little bit that this is supposed to show that she's such a wonderful person. Like she has so much empathy for these animals and that's so great. But I know this is also my personal pet peeve because I'm like, you know, there are like starving children and slavery in this, you know, like in this moment, (laughs) you know, I'm not saying that you can't, not care about animals and also not care about slavery, I just I don't know. Sometimes the valorization of animal life over human life can get to me. This is my personal pet peeve.
1: I understand yeah, that. I don't have an issue with that because thing like giving about caring about causes is not mutually exclusive. Yeah. Whatever. She's an animal rights activist. What bothered me was that she's an animal rights activist who wore a peacock dress. Yes. Tristan is not a spy. Oh, yeah. He fought Napoleon and he toured architecture on the continent. And he wasn't secretly spying, which actually bothered me. Not because I needed him to be a spy, even though that would have been hotter, obviously. But because one of the things that was really frustrating in the first book is how alone Maddie was in dealing with this major family emergency. Yes. And I feel like if he was just, like, fucking around the continent, having the grand tour that he deserved after years of soldiering, which, like, fine makes no sense that he didn't come back. Well, like, if he'd been spying and that's why he couldn't rush home to Maddie's aid, get it. He was just fucking around the Acropolis or whatever, come home. Yeah, but the other thing, too, was they. he barely
0: referred to that in this book either, right? Yes. Like, there was, like, this one sentence where he was like, yeah, Maddie went through some rough stuff, but anyway,
1: you know? like no you, mary was almost mary maddie was almost married off to like an old lecher. yep to save your family from ruin that's right like tristan
0: where the fuck were you right uh okay can i tell you i really really loved the end of this book
1: oh my god it's so fun
0: i loved it i loved it so much That's all I have to say. It's so great. I don't want to give it away. It was worth it.
1: I loved it. I loved pretty much everything from when they got to Wales onward. Yeah, basically. I agree. Like, even the... He's building this house. And just every scene of the two of them, like, exploring this home he is, like, building and designing. Like, it was very The Notebook with Noah building the house for Allie. Mm -hmm. And Heating Game with the wall color being the sign all along. Like, it was so trophy but so perfect except for the extremely heavy handed metaphors about him being straight laced and her being untamed and like we could have filled that out a little but it was just so
0: adorable you're right I loved it I really
1: liked it do I know like what was going on with the evil guy blackmailing her and how we got involved with the circus performers and Napoleon I do not I, I do not Do I care? I also do not. I was going to say, does it matter? No. No. Mm -mm. It does not matter, even the littlest bit. No, just sit back and enjoy.
0: It was really fun. It was really fun. Content warnings. Her first and only sexual encounter before Tristan was unpleasant. She seems to imply that it was consensual, but it was obviously coerced. There's an element of, I mean, it,
1: it's it's rapey. Not in what's on the page. I, I know exactly what you mean. The situation does not sound good. Mm-hmm. It's extremely glossed over textually, so I don't think this is going to be like a triggering thing to read. But uh, her ignorance is really the issue here. Yeah. And how much her partner did not care about that and did not, like, make her comfortable. It's, like, it was not a situation where, like, she was in pain and upset or, like, in the book we talked about earlier tonight. But it was very much, like, she didn't know what the fuck was happening. (laughs) Right, right. Mm -hmm.
0: Anything else? Like, that was the only thing I identified, actually. I mean... I guess content warning for the gay best friend, like you said, is a little bit of a stereotype. I don't think it goes so far as to be offensive.
1: I don't either. The only thing I kind of want to touch on, and I don't want this to become like, PETA, please don't come for us. Um, there's discu- There's descriptions of animals, like bear baiting and stuff, and <laughs> animals and circuses, and like those are portrayed as the bad guys. Yeah. But I personally, like, look... I can't go to circuses. They really upset me. I am not like an animal rights activist in my free time. I am like, whatever. You don't need to know all this about me. But let's just say like, this is not like a pet issue of mine, a pet issue, a pet issue. (laughs) But like, I find descriptions of like circus animals and like very upsetting. And so this was a little bit visceral for me. Yeah. But the bad guys get what's coming to them. And the only animals you know about on the page get saved. So like, yeah, all the animals get saved guys. The dog does not die in the end.
0: There's no dog, but if there were, he wouldn't die. Correct. Sexiness.
1: This book is quite sexy. I enjoyed the hell out of this. Okay. Like, this was... in opposition to the first book, it's like no coitus interruptus. Like, even mm-hmm. when you think it's going to be it, it's absolutely not. This is a book. I, this
0: is this is what we text about these days. I just text Lane out of the blue. I'm like, so. Is kind of like is something you can just dive into without foreplay
1: I said yes <laughs> well so does Tristan before I read this book I said yes
0: <laughs> I was like is so did you think it was like a little abrupt or were you like yes do it
1: in this context it was a little abrupt but I also wasn't complaining
0: yeah. I, I don't know I was reading it and I was like wait 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 he's just gonna start there like, okay, interesting choice, Tristan. It's a legitimate choice. <laughs> I don't know if that would have been,
1: like, the starting place. But that's okay, no. though. Well, because I think, it, in response to Meg's question, before I had the context, I was like, if you don't have much time, and it's, like, a closet quickie, and, like, you both know it, and are, like, excited about it, like, yeah, yeah whatever, go right there. This was a little bit abrupt just because of, like, what had been happening one minute before and the, like there was no need to be quick. Like a makeout would have been like allowable. Yeah. So that was tough. I don't know. I mean, it was but, sexy by tough, I mean really good.
0: I don't disagree. I just was a little like, Oh, Oh, okay. Like that was very forward of you, Tristan. Uh, I feel like they had sex inside one time. Every like all the other
1: encounters were outside. They made out at the opera inside. Okay. The rest were outside. Like mostly outside. The first night was inside. The first sex night was inside and the rest were outside. Yeah. We're outside.
0: And I was like, I don't know if this is more of the metaphor, you know, Karis is just really in touch with nature or something. But like they just fucked in the dirt like animals. I was like, oh, my
1: God. It's, they've just survived a near-death experience. So they're, like, sw- sweaty and muddy. And his response to, like, almost dying and, like, thinking back to the battlefield is, like, to just fuck her immediately. And you know I'm the first one to be like, that's a lot of – I was fine. <laughs> Honestly, my bigger concern was, like, you better hope the bear that's, like, 20 feet from you doesn't get out of that hole. While you're bare ass with your pants around your ankles. Like, this seems like a bigger safety concern because of the bear. <laughs> the but bear. You, you do you. The fucking bear was like watching them. Yeah. Well, listening. It was in the hole, so it couldn't see. It
0: was in the hole. It was in a trench, right?
1: It was, yeah, it was in like the where the orangery was going to go. It was in a pit. Yes. Deep enough that it couldn't get out. But they were really gambling that that bear was not going to be able to get they out because they really were close, very close they, to the. They, they were not they couldn't bear it any longer. They were, like, fucking so close to the bear hole. <laughs> <laughs>
0: they were? And that I was is... like, oh my god. I was like, it was hot. I'm not gonna deny it. It was, like, and extremely hot. This also, also goes like...
1: back to not really understanding the plot. Why was the bear on the loose? Still don't really understand. <laughs> Do I care? But I don't. No. Don't. The other thing I just want to say, because I feel like we always bring this up, this is so low angst. Yeah, there is never any actual conflict between the two of them, and I loved it. Like I think that's
0: also why we liked it after about the twenty percent mark, because before that point there was some miscommunication. They didn't really understand each other. They weren't being honest with each. With e- we weren't being honest with each other,
1: and then after that. They were just like, yeah. So tips for people writing to please Megan Lane exclusively. If you are going to do miscommunication, misunderstanding, dragging feet in the plot a little bit, do it at the beginning. Resolve it. Clear it up. And then give us 80% of happy, angst-free, falling in love. Yeah. Come to think of it, that's what happens in Mistress.
0: (laughs) Okay, I'm done. I'm done talking
1: about Mistress.
0: I want to read that book again. I might read it again.
1: See if you guys can guess which episodes we recorded tonight. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. Don't
0: forget to rate, review, subscribe, and check us out on the internet at Plot Trists on Instagram, uh, goodreads slash Plot Trists, or plottrists.wordpress.com.